Gaga, go ahead, please. This is about your grandfather. Yeah, it's about my And this grandfather. is the song that and came out of it. You know, it's also about... Um, it's about also knowing in your heart that you may never reach that glorious moment until you die. So live life on the edge, you know, halfway between heaven and hell. And let's all dance in the middle in purgatory. Hmm. There ain't no reason you and me should be alone. There have been many performances on Howard Stern, many great performances. I've been listening to Howard Stern since the late 80s, early 90s. So I have heard performances by Bon Jovi, by Train, by Maroon 5, by John Fogarty, by Don Henley. Uh, the Edna Swap did a great performance on, on Howard. The, a jewel. The list goes on and on and on for, you know, the, the time that Howard's been on radio, which is like 45 years or something like that. Out of all of those performances, all of them, the very, very best performance was The Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga. I remember when Lady Gaga was first going to be on the show. This might have been her first appearance. She's been on for, for a few times since then. Uh, this was back in 2011. And she comes on, and this is when she's, you know, she's still dressing ultra flamboyant, you know, so I think she came in with, you know, wearing like a garter belt, you know, no pants, you know, multicolored wig, um, so she's looking like that, so she sits down to do, the, to do the interview, and if you can find this interview, I strongly suggest you listen to it, because she's a great interview, she's very honest, very insightful, um, knows how to tell a story, knows how to communicate, and she's just out there, she's out there, not out there being like, whoa, I'm out there, but just out there with her feelings, just very very straightforward. So even if you're not a fan of Lady Gaga, it's just she's she's just someone uh, who's very interesting to listen to. And because of the interviewer that Howard Stern is, he's able to have that conversation with her and get something out of her that's uh, that's great. And and speaking of great, her performance of Edge of Glory was just her and the piano and her piano. So it's different than the version on uh, on her album. I'm forgetting what album it is off the top of my head. But um, so it's a lot different. I think was it born this way? I think it was born this way. So the the version, the album version, is you know kind of a dance pop version. It's not bad. The melody's still there. The melody's good. There's a sax solo. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. But it's something about when, when Lady Gaga just goes on a piano, or if it's just her and a guitar, or if it's even just her backed by a rock band without the dance and pop elements, as good as they are, I'm not saying they're not, they're, they're good, but she has rock influences. 
And, you know, she's t- very much influenced by Bowie as well as Madonna. Very much influenced by, by Led Zeppelin and Queen. Her name, Lady Gaga, is after the Queen song Radio Gaga. That's how big a fan she is. And even listening to her dance stuff when she first came out, there was just something about her look and something about the way she performed. Like, I knew that there was a rock element to that. And, and there definitely is. So, it's just her and a piano on Howard. And she tells this story. I played the clip at the beginning of this podcast about what the song's about, about the, the death of her grandfather. So that sets the stage. So now you connect to what the song's about so you can listen to the song in, in, in I would argue, a better way, in, 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 at, least, in, at least in a different way. So mind you, this is like at 9 in the morning or something. And most singers, you know, they always say when they, when they go on Howard or when they have to perform in the morning, it's hard for them to do because they're used to performing at night. They're, they're, I guess they're, their vocals aren't as warm as they would be at night. It's, it's against their routine. So, so Lady Gaga performs, and, you know, I, I didn't know that much about her. I knew who she was, but I didn't know that much about her before she went on Howard. I said, okay, well, she's a pop star, you know, and then I wrongly had this impression like, well, she's a pop star. She probably has backing tracks. When she dances, she probably doesn't really sing. It's probably a lot of it's enhanced by the studio just based on, you know, pop stars and and dance stars of the past. You know, I was thinking, well, well, what? How is how is she going to be any different? Or it's like, wow, this is going to be interesting. I can't believe it's just going to be her and the piano. It's, it's, it's a it's a prejudice I had back in 2011, and I I don't have it now. But that's what I was that's what I was thinking back then. And I was gladly proven wrong when she started singing, because even though it was the morning, she sang. Like, her life depended on it. You know, it's like if someone had a gun to her head and said, you have to sing in the most beautiful way or else we're going to blow your brains out. And, you know, that's kind of the way that she sang. Her voice was powerful, not overly powerful. There are some singers whose voices are are great voices, but they are so powerful that it kind of kind of throws me off a little bit because of the, the powerfulness of their voice. Her voice wasn't like that. Her voice was powerful, but kind of restrained. Just beautiful so- and, and soaring. Technically, she was on, but the emotional factor was there mixed in with the technique. Um, her piano playing was great. Her musicianship was great. She was doing this while she was playing the piano. The lyrics and melody of the song were spot on. They came from her heart. She wrote this herself. Um, so, so hearing this performance, as well as the interview, how personable she was and, and, and still is, made me research her and go back to her other work and, and find out who she is, and I actually, you know, I, I bought the whole Joanne, Joanne album, which was her, her last album, and it's, and it's a good album. There's some beautiful songs on it. it. It's a good, solid pop album with some gems like Million Reasons and some gems like Joanne, you know, and, and I'm drawn to just her, 
you know, with the basics, just stripped down. And I, I plan to get the album with Tony Bennett, even though it's more jazz-based and I'm not really that into jazz, but it's her acoustic. I am dying for when it's just her and a piano or her and a guitar or just her and a rock band. She has a song called um, You and I from the Born This Way album. Brian May from Queen is on guitar. And it's just, it's a rock song, and she does it, and she does it so well. Um, so, I just want to do a parallel between Howard Stern and Lady Gaga. Um, when, when I first heard of Howard Stern, it was the late 80s, early 90s, my, um, my brother, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade, and my brother said to me, it was early in the morning, my brother is like four years older than me, he said, do you want to hear something funny? I said, yeah turns it on and it's Howard talking to Richard Simmons over the phone. Now, I knew who Richard Simmons was because as a little kid I would get up at like 6 in the morning every morning and watch the Richard Simmons show and I would do the exercises with him because I thought he was funny. You know, he was this funny sounding guy, he had the big afro and he was just he was just funny to watch. And and Richard Simmons, he hasn't been on Howard's show in a while, but he's one of the best interviews ever. He's just so unpredictable and so unhinged and he's another guest who lays it all out there and it's just it's very very compelling anytime Richard is on the air with Howard. They just have that kind Kind of rapport. And Howard and Richard were at least friends outside of the studio. Howard tried to become friends with celebrities back in like the late 80s, early 90s. And of course, it was Richard Simmons. I think it was Dee Snyder and Andrew Dice Clay. And I don't know if it really worked out that well for him. I think he can be friends with celebrities now, but back then he really couldn't just based on whatever mental issues he had. So that's when I first heard of Howard Stern. And I started listening to him since then. I've probably listened to him every day from then until now. And I, I've noticed the evolution of Howard Stern. And, and like other great artists who, who change, Howard has changed, but in a good way, he's evolved. So if you listen to Howard from the early 90s, you know, the late 80s, he was very abrasive. He said a lot of mean things. He um, always had women take their top off in the studios. There was objectification going on. Um, he was was very vulgar. He's still vulgar now, but he does it in such a way where it's not mean-spirited. And back then, you can argue what he said wasn't mean-spirited. He was just being edgy. Um, he would say racial stuff that can definitely be construed as racist. Um, but I think it was him pointing out more about our differences. But if you listen to it, for out of context or out of nowhere. But even if you listen to it in context, I can understand how people would, would have thought Howard was a racist, even though he wasn't. Howard was trying to be provocative. He was trying to be shocking. He was trying to put on a show, on, on a show with ratings. So through the years, and I think especially after his divorce, Howard has evolved, and, and through many, many years of therapy, Howard has evolved to be more, to show more empathy, to show more kindness, when he interviews people, he doesn't argue with them. He just gets to his point of view. Like, he pushes back a little bit, but he tries to find out where they're coming from um, in such a way where it doesn't show that he's pandering to them or that he's giving them an outlet like some other, you know, interviewers do or some podcasters do. He has his own positions, but he lets other people air theirs without much judgment, but then he'll say, well, you know, I'm against that. Um, but he approaches people with empathy in a way he wouldn't do before. Now, 
old fans of his would say, oh, he's not the same person he was. He's selling out. I want to bring back this bit. Why can't he do these kind of bits? Why can't Jackie come back? Why can't Artie come back? When Jackie left the show, he lost his edge. When Artie was kicked off the show, he lost his edge. Howard lost his edge. I remember him back in the 90s. Howard's been hearing this his, this his whole career. It's the same thing with with a band like Metallica. You know, Metallica adds acoustic guitars to Ride the Lightning. Metallica have sold out. I remember them back and kill them all. They're not my Metallica. They've been hearing this their whole career. And Howard changes and evolves, not because he think it's, thinks it's a way for him to make money. He's just being the person who he is now. He's being genuine to who he is right now. And, and it shows, and that's what I think is the longevity of his career. Howard has said that he can't listen to the older shows that he's done because he's kind of ashamed of, of the things that he said. He's kind of embarrassed listening to it because he believes he's a better person and he believes he's a changed person now. Um, so, so that's the evolution of Howard Stern, and that's why I still love him. I think he is better now than he's ever been before, ever. And again, I've been listening to him since the late 80s. Uh, he's topical, so he comments on current things, but he still has that edge to him. And he's still vulgar, and he's still dirt, very, very dirty, and very, very vulgar. Um, but he does it in, in a genuine way. But he doesn't have that, I don't think anyway, that mean-spiritedness he had um, back in the day. So you go in parallel with someone like like Lady Gaga, and and someone who may not have listened to Howard in the late 80s or early 90s could listen to him now because he's become, you know, because he's evolved. So, I don't know, like a celeb, he probably wouldn't have had a celebrity like Jane Fonda on back in the, in the 90s because of his vulgarity. But Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin were just on his show now and they gave a fantastic over an hour interview because they noticed that Howard has, has changed. And because Howard has changed, he has become more accepted. And it's not a change to become accepted. It was just a genuine change, um, genuine change that he made. And it's also the fact that everybody who grew up listening to him are around my age now. You know, the, the heads of studios maybe, or the people higher ups, or powerful people in show business, like a Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's a gigantic fan, like a Jimmy Fallon, like a Stephen Colbert. They're all fans of his. They, 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 they grew up listening to him. Rachel Maddow is a gigantic fan of Howard Stern. She grew up listening to him. So now, people my, around my age are now had their own shows, and they revere Howard, and that showed in Howard's 60th birthday party. So, drawing a parallel to Lady Gaga, someone like me, back in, you know, the 90s, would never have even thought to listen to someone like Lady Gaga, because she wasn't metal enough. She wasn't rock enough. It was too uh, dance-oriented. Uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that, but because I have evolved as well, I am able to listen to Lady Gaga without any embarrassment because I genuinely like her as an artist. And someone like Lady Gaga has gotten, I'm sure, criticism by, by fans because the album that her Joanne album isn't the same as the album she has released in the past. She's going in different directions. She's working with Tony Bennett. And I think she does it not because she wants to gain popularity with the Tony Bennett crowd. She's doing it because she's a fucking fan of Tony Bennett and because she wants, because that's what she wants to do. That is what not selling out is. You're doing what you want to do regardless of whether it's popular. So, so in that sense, you know, 
Lady Gaga is a true artist. You know, she performed with Metallica. You don't think Metallica fans criticized them for performing with Lady Gaga? You think Metallica gave a shit? No! They wanted to perform with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is a Metallica fan. She wanted to perform with them. You know, it's okay to, to have different tastes in music and to go out of your comfort zone and to listen to something you don't normally listen to. It expands what you do as an artist and it expands your ear. It expands what you listen to and, and it gives you new perspectives and feelings on, on things. You know, Lady Gaga has a different perspective than James Hetfield because she's a woman and she's younger and she has different experiences from him. But she comes from a genuine place. So, I strongly advise all of you, if you haven't heard already, listen to Lady's Ga- Lady Gaga's performance on of The Edge of Glory on Howard Stern, as well as all the other songs she's performed. She did a great version of Dope, which is a fantastic and gut-wrenching song um, about her uh, about her addictions, you know, um, and, and about uh, like a tribute to her fans. So there's that. There's, um, and then she also did uh, a song called Hair on the same uh, day that she did Edge of Glory. She did one of her other songs on, on the piano. She, when she was promoting the album with Tony Bennett, she did a song from that. Just, and every song has just, every performance has just been fantastic by her. So for those who wouldn't normally listen to Lady Gaga, uh, thinking that she's just, you know, another flash-in-the-pan kind of pop star. Obviously, you're wrong. She's been around since, you know, 2009, I think. So, and she's playing stadiums now. So the longevity is there. She's branched off into acting. And, you know, I've seen clips of her in American Horror Story, and she was actually really good, at least the clips that I saw. So, um, but if anything, definitely uh, give 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 this performance a try. Um, this performance has really uh, been a great healer to me just from different things I've been going through in life. It has reminded me of certain people. It has reminded me of certain situations. I remember I had a situation once um, where I, I can't go into specifics, but I, 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 I met a friend who I hadn't seen in a really long time and um, you know, after the meeting, there was just something sad about her. And, uh, I, uh, I drove home after that meeting, you know, learning all the things I, I learned about her, just feeling sad. And I played Lady Gaga's Edge of Glory on Howard Stern, like five, six times in a row until I got to where I was going. And, you know, the song made me cry, but, but crying made me feel better. And that's why music is so great. And that's why artists like Lady, Lady Gaga are so great because they help us get, to feel those emotions that we may not necessarily feel because we're, we're trying to get by on this crazy little thing called life. So, um, anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and, uh, if you would like to hear more of it and more of me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my name is Mike Lane and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Lane Act. That's M-I-K-E-L-A-N-E-A-C-T. You can find me on Facebook at Mike Lane Actor, and you can find me, you know, you please rate and share this podcast, uh, feel, and, you know, listen to all the other episodes. This podcast is called, uh, Music, Movies, and More, and, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and, uh, until next time. Bye.
I think I'm in love with you. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to marry you. I'll marry you. <laughs> You're already married. I have wow, to you. Wow, wee, that was that good. That was beautiful. Holy, wait Take a second. No, no, there. don't. Sit right there for one second. Oh. got to ask you something. It, 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 that was beautiful. Oh, thanks. Oh. I really was moved and... Uh, you've got some voice. I mean, you're really an unbelievable performer, and that's one of the best live performances I've ever had on my show in all oh, the years wow. I've been here. Really. Well, thank you so much. So thank you.